What does it take to create the extraordinary? Are you willing to rewrite the rules? When success takes decades, one's passion must be unwavering. People tend to look to Penfolds as consistent of quality year in, year out. After a trip to Europe in 1950, he came back with the idea of making a red wine that would last for at least 20 years. I was shown some magnificent wines. I'd never seen wines like this before. So Max created a house style of wine, that being Grange. These early Granges, people really didn't understand the style because you're looking at something completely alien to the styles of the time. It was so different to anything that had been produced before that it was simply quite a natural thing for the experts to say, my God, what's this? Throw it out. From then on, I was so determined. He hid the barrels. He bottled the wine, he hid the bottles. With developing grains, he never deviated. It was the 1962 Sydney Wine Show, whereupon the 55 Grange just blitzed the field. Penfold's house style is something that we refer to every single day. It's all about the craft of creating a wine that is more than the sum of its parts. It really is a privilege that being a winemaker in Penfold's. It's never easy, never, never was easy, but one gets a bit of a, a real affiliation, a, a real feeling for the position and, and being in such a historic company. You need patience, passion, self-belief, and a willingness to have a go. If you want to make your mark on the world, you've got to be willing to rewrite the rules to create the extraordinary. I think some of my wines will outlive me and I'll, I'll let them do the talking for me. That was a short video from Penfolds featuring footage of Max Schubert. He's the legendary winemaker who created Penfolds Grange, arguably Australia's most awarded red wine. But there's a story not widely known about Max. It's a great story. He defied direct instructions from the board of the company to stop making this wine in the early 1950s. He continued to make his wine, aged it in barrels and hid the bottles around the cellars. When the European wine press and his board finally realised this wine needed time to develop, Max unveiled his secret vintages, receiving an unprecedented number of awards, and the reputation of Grange was born. Reporter Carolyn Jasinski went to the home of Grange, the Penfolds McGill estate in suburban Adelaide, to hear the story of Grange from the horse's mouth, so to speak. She spoke to Penfold's ambassador, Sam O'Connell, in the very cellar used to hide the secret vintages. It's fitting because it's actually one of the, the areas where Max Schubert had actually stored some of these wines in secrecy. Um, so there's the, the whole story of the secret vintages of Grange, yes. um, which sort of came about, you know, we go back to 1951 when Max first made Grange. This was a very polarising wine in those times. So for one, you know, consumption, as we said, was based on those sherries and fortifiers and dry table reds was becoming an idea. Um, but what Max had made uh, was something that nobody was producing in the world. You know, we're looking at a Shiraz fruit with new American oak designed to be cellared. 
and you go to the old world, you're seeing Bordeaux, Cabernet, Merlot blends, French oak, you know, this was stylistically very contrasting and polarizing to what was being done. So Max had made 1951 vintage through to 1956, uh, through those consecutive years. But in 1956, the border Penfold sort of got in touch with Max and they wanted him to come up to New South Wales, which is where they were based at the time, and showcase what he'd been producing. So he unfortunately couldn't travel up there at the time. So what he did was send these wines up, but really that meant he couldn't give a proper explanation of what he was trying to do. So you can imagine being a part of that board, you're faced with five blind wines and tasting them, they weren't designed to be drunk yet. You know, we all know Grange is designed to be cellared. 56, he would have had that as a barrel sample. So these were not wines that you should have been drinking, but they weren't aware of that. They tasted these wines. Some of them were have quoted to have said they had the aromas of crushed ants. They were undrinkable wines. And yeah, they essentially all came to the decision. This was a waste of money, a waste of resources, and a waste of time. So they actually wrote Max a letter telling him to cease production of Grange. Um, thankfully though, he was quite stubborn and he believed in what he was doing, but he also had um, some backing from the Penfolds family, particularly Jeffrey Penfold Highland. So he really believed in what Max was trying to do and sort of gave his secret blessing to continue the production, but make sure it's in secrecy because again, you know, in that era, if you're caught defying the board, you don't get a formal warning or a slap on the wrist, you're on your way out, go find a new job. So he had to be very careful with what he was doing. So those secret vintages were 1957, 58 and 59. So they're the only three ranges that actually utilized old American oak barrels because he couldn't be caught buying new oak to actually mature them in. So one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old respectively. With the bottling, they'd all be in clean skin bottles. There's rumored to be numerous places throughout the estate where he'd hide these bottles, but one of which, which we actually are uh, confirmed to know was in these particular cellars and tunnels here. So what he'd actually do is knock portions of the tunnel walls out, store the bottles in there and use false walls to cover his tracks. And obviously, you know, it sounds very ridiculous, but it had to be done. And then thankfully come 1960, um, he and Jeffrey were able to convince the board to taste this new range of wines, which actually really only was those same original vintages of grains that they'd once showcased, but the difference was they'd had that time to develop and mature in bottle. And they were pleasantly surprised and really fond of all of these wines, particularly the 1955 Grange, which went on to win the most show awards of any Grange ever produced. And they were, you know, very pleased with the final product and said to Max, you know, what have you done differently? These are fantastic wines. And that's sort of when he let the cat out of the bag. These are the same wines, but now you're actually tasting them at a point where they should be consumed. And I think the board was probably a little bit red-faced at that point in time. And, you know, they were very apologetic. They gave Max the blessing to continue that production. And they were a little bit upset they didn't have those consecutive vintages. And obviously, thankfully, Max had still been <laughs> producing it. So for us, you know, unbroken vintages from 1951 through to currently released, the 2018. But it's a wine that when we look at it as a brand, I think, you know, it's our flagship wine. It's the top tier wine that we produce. But it's a wine that kind of shaped Australian winemaking to what it is to this very day, because a lot of winemakers looked at what Max was doing and started to notice, you know, he has made something totally left of field. Nobody's been producing this, but it's successful. And it sort of showcased what South Australia was capable of doing. And a lot of winemakers started to sort of follow that tradition and start to experiment and try with different blends and not follow the norm and have our own identity. So. When we look at Grange, I think without Grange and without Max Schubert, Australian winemaking might be in a totally different space right now. We might just be replicating old world styles of wines, but with 
Grange, we have our own identity that is globally recognised now as a top growing region for South Australia, but also country as Australia as well. So an important wine for our history. And as we said, a beautiful cellar to showcase the Magnum collection here as well. It's fantastic. Carolyn Jasinski was speaking with Penfold's ambassador, Sam O'Connell. The latest Grange is the 2018 vintage, which retails for $1,000. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.